This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 329, Hunter's Journey Through the Qualifiers. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. can I lead off with a special announcement? Because guess what? December 23rd, baby. (laughs) It's it. We're doing it uh, against our better judgment. The holiday spectacular is returning. We said... We said we'd never do it again in 2019. <laughs> we said we'd never do it again in 2021. We said uh-huh. we'd never do it again in 2022. <laughs> it's 2023, and we are making the mistake again. I really want to listen back. I have to go back and listen to last year's Holiday Spectacular episode, because I just like I guarantee there is a moment where you were like, we're never doing this again. I have to. I yeah. need to what I want, actually, what I really hope is true is that on every Holiday Spectacular episode ever, at least one of us has said we should never do this again. And I want a little compilation reel of us saying it every single year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That'd be good. That'd be good. Um, Yeah, I think in general, a supercut of all the Holiday Spectaculars, uh, just to revisit all of the great moments, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, Jair mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when when EJ's dad was on the show. (laughs) And... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was pretty uh, good. Uh, that was pretty I, cool. I I liked the Pokemon card bit. That was a good one. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. I like. Um, bow, bow. Wow, that's one. Of, that's from the beginning. Yeah. The first holiday. We can't do that joke anymore. We really. I mean, we couldn't do that joke we then, do then. But yeah. we got away with it, kind of. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man. If anybody's ever wondering, the reason there's no like soundtrack to twilight people are like i my my group plays with like music in the background and we do stuff with like musical cues That's we like, used we to too we did that was a fun part of ti that's a necessary part of the fun good times the twilight imperium when you yeah. do it on stream you don't get to have any of that kind of fun no licensed fun folks <laughs> no licensed fun that's us <laughs> space cats peace turtles no licensed no fun. licensed fun uh hunter i also have some fun tournament updates for you Ooh. Ooh, these are a lot easier to hear now that I am oh, in yeah. the prelim. <laughs> There's no names coming up on the radar where you're like, no, ah, yeah, not them. That's true. <clears throat> that's true. Uh, we have a win from Roku this week. Congratulations, Roku. We have, guess oh, what? Congratulations to Roku, the, you know, the streaming thing. That oh, sure. Oh, is that the, that's our bit? TVs okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roku. Thanks, Roku. Yeah, Roku. My parents use you a lot. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. Have you ever noticed that people will have Roku, but they also have a smart TV? Yep. So you'll be like, what <laughs> is... What are we doing here? Why did you buy Roku? <laughs> uh, also, congratulations to Alice... For their sixth total tournament win, tied with DeSugar for number of in-tournament wins, uh, Alice, their only game this tournament, they won. They said they weren't going to play, and then they knocked it out and won uh, pretty nuts. So Alice continues to be one of the winningest players of tournament history. We've also got Wilton Zero. Shorty 5-5 has made it through to the prelims. Congratulations. M. Lashevsky, also a previous uh, semifinalist. Evernoob, two-time semifinalist. 
semifinalist. What? what a week, everybody. And Sergeant Buck, congratulations as well. Those are your seven yeah. winners from this last weekend of tournament games. Wait, that wasn't very many people. <laughs> That's not enough. Let's keep going, everybody. Hey, uh, uh pick we, up the pace, people. <laughs> Yo. Last week, we announced that you can do more than one game per week. Uh, I think that weekend of games was maybe a little bit early, although I still would say uh, we do need to pick up the pace. Uh, I don't know if the one the one per week rule uh, being lifted is has saved us yet, uh, and, and now I'm beginning to fear that it won't. Uh, so who knows? I, I mean, I still think we're going to play to 216 at this point, but it might go further into January than we originally planned. It unless, might still a little bit into January. Unless a okay. bunch unless. of you college kids... Uh, on your Christmas breaks or anybody hey. who has prolonged breaks from work over the yeah. holidays, game every day? I'm, I see no problems. Game every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, gaming makes the heart grow fonder. Oh, is they it? Say. They say. They that. say that. They say that. But yeah, no, just, just, you know, fill it out. We don't, we don't have that many... We've got like 70 spots left, right? Yes. Something yeah, like that's, that. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. Around yeah. 70, a little, maybe 80, uh, 80 spots left in, in the tournament. Uh, and, and, you know, four more weekends, three more weekends uh, of this month. And then it'll, it'll bleed into January. But honestly, I am not concerned with it bleeding over into the prelims. We, uh, it used to be consecutive prelims and qualifiers used to just happen that's at the same true. time. Anyways, yeah. this is not a process uh, we are afraid of. Uh, so, you know, we just, we'll just let the qualifiers bleed over. It's completely fine. Uh, and, it's and that just means fine. you can try to get games in January. Hopefully not by February. I would like to cut it off before February. That would be my goal. Now, Matt, I just want to ask real quick, just to make sure. So the first weekend of the prelims is January 5th, 6th, and 7th. Is That's that right? Correct. Yep. 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 There's going to be people. Here's, here's the thing that you're going to see big Al out there being like the prelims start at six a.m. December 31st because technically it's New Zealand January 1st and he is correct but the important point to note is uh this year the the prelim schedule is kind of on space cats uh it's in our logistical capacity yeah, uh, so Zealand. we will be determining when these games happen now we will have opportunities for guest streamers there might even be a stream that day if if six prelims players want to play New Year's Day slash New Year's Eve and like Big Al wants to stream fine y'all can do that no i'm not no, doing don't that. give them that <laughs> don't, don't give them, them that. that that's fine. no they don't get okay no no matt i can't believe you're about to concede that <laughs> new zealand come in here all right you don't get to new zealand you do not get to decide when the space cats peace turtles prelims start we do that okay <laughs> do not overstep y'all got lord of the rings and you almost didn't get the hobbit actually we were trying to take the hobbit away from you yeah. and then you did get the hobbit yep. i mean those movies sucked right but whatever so you got those, yep. all right? So chill. You got Taika. Right? You still have Taika, and that's fine. Well, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have Taika anymore? I don't know. I think you got I Flight of the Concords back. We took Flight of the Concords for a while, but I do think you have them back now. I think that even New Zealand would be a little bit like, you know, because remember when Taika was like being all mean about those, the VFX in oh, his yeah. own movie? Yeah. Yeah, that was lame. That was dumb. Uh, and that was pretty, that was pretty lame to do Taika. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think we do have Taika for that reason. Because okay. that's some like really some American uh, lame stuff. American yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, and I feel like he has integrated, he has assimilated because he's out here like talking smack on people underneath him that work really hard yeah that's american right okay right that's us that's not that's very not kia aura of you taika i just <laughs> yeah. was gonna say <laughs> um but yeah so so they start when we say they start also because i i want us to stream the first game yeah not 
of Big course. Al. Yeah. It's not Big Al's prelims. Yeah. Okay. So so it, it, it's it sometimes off. it seems that way, but no, it is it is ours. No, we will start them that that following weekend, uh, and there will be roughly three games a weekend. I think the prelim schedule will not quite look like any previous year. I think it's going to be a bit of a mixed bag in terms yeah. of like what, you know, what, who's doing it. I, I think Hunter and I want to do a lot more of it, but Hunter and I won't necessarily be doing every single game. That is always well, yeah, too much of a cross the bear. it'll depend on when Big Al is available and we'll expect <laughs> his availability to be uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh-huh, uh-huh, no. uh-huh, well, eight uh-huh. days a week even. Absolutely, sure. Well, I think it's time, Matt. We mm. got to get into the uh, adventure mm-hmm. that was me uh entering the tournament uh-huh. and playing as kind of a experiment to see what it's like to play in the tournament um if you are specifically a tournament runner <laughs> this what, right. what it's like to play in your own tournament uh and to then try and assume what that might be like for a normal person in a just a just playing in a tournament no no, no. <laughs> incorrect incorrect uh on all counts uh i never thought that i would be able to find out what it's like to play no, i didn't as a normal yeah, player I'm, I'm certainly not suggesting that i know that you you knew that this was a weird a weird thing uh and would be treated weird and boy was it boy was it ever treated strangely <laughs> well yeah i mean it i think it's just kind of a weird thing for me to try and do um and i think in general it reminded me a lot of when the community was first forming and i kind of just looked for games to play with random people it kind of reminded me of that and yeah. because there was a period of the show where I think we spent a lot of time complaining that the show was ruining our ability to play TI. Yeah. And I think it reminded me of that. Yeah. And it made me realize that I sort of have like my own group of people that mm-hmm. I play with pretty regularly. There's a lot of people that cycle in and out of that group. Yeah. But by and large, I've kind of found like my own meta and it was interesting to get outside of that. I do feel like I learned some things. Yeah. But one of the things I learned uh, is that there is like definitely a lot of heat and attention directed at specifically me because of the podcast. It's interesting, too, because I think you could take that. There's an interesting wave of the show where like we started it and our strategic kind of advice or whatever was just coming from a like i don't know we play with our local group and so this is kind of what our meta is like so this is what our perspective uh is Mm -hmm. like and so then we start doing the tournament as a very specific venture into like well let's learn about how more people play and i think that worked we learned a lot we've always learned a lot from just watching other games but uh like you're saying us playing turned into like well we have to play with a specific group and i think that has come back around again to somewhat coloring like what we find as good right because you know right. we're not playing with the euro morning crew every single week so we think some things are different than they probably think uh in in that uh specific group or whatever and i find it interesting that there's not really any putting that genie back in the bottle for us there's no going back like you and i can't just like experience a totally fresh new meta like that that mostly doesn't really exist i will say uh because i'll probably be peppering in my async tournament stuff in here i will say my experience is slightly different vis-a-vis tournament entry stuff because i do think the async community is very much not like an explicitly Space Cats community, right? There's tons and tons and tons of people in the async world that are not Space Cats listeners. And I think even the majority of the players in my game were not Space Cats listeners versus Hmm. kind of almost everybody in the Space Cats tournament, it's more or less assumed 
you probably have listened to the show at least some. Right. Now, there's some people that just come out of the woodworks because they want to join a tournament, right? Of course, that's that is true. That feels less true this year to me, though. I wonder how you think about that in terms of like who we've seen in qualifiers and who we've seen like uh, just it, it getting stuff scheduled. So, I mean, there were definitely some people that I played with that I felt like had no, that didn't really have a strong connection to the show. Yeah. Per se. Um, but there, there were definitely a lot of people that in some ways sort of mentioned the idea, a concept that we haven't talked about in a really long time, which is that we create a sort of secret objective when, mm -hmm. uh, when we play sometimes it, depending on the, the attitude of the player. Yeah. And there were several players that just confessed exactly to this. This is not conjecture. Yeah. There were, there were several times where players that I was in games with just alluded to the idea of specifically feeding me, yeah. which is an interesting concept in Twilight Imperium. I wouldn't say that when you win a game of Twilight Imperium, you should think of it as that you specifically beat those players at the game, which uh -huh. is maybe kind of a, like, maybe that's kind of an odd idea, but I kind of want to unpack that for a second because it was something that surprised me because I, I have played against a lot of different people uh, in Twilight Imperium. I think I've played with a very wide range of people, mm -hmm. uh, even outside of, you know, I you know I was just saying before, I have like my group. I'm not playing with, well, that group is quite large, is my point. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it includes some people that, you know, by any measurable standard are some of the best, like known players yeah. that play at all. Right. Um, and I mean, like how, like in anybody that, wants to contest that it's like well okay like by what metric would yeah, yeah. you contest that like <laughs> we sort of have the only metrics available and i think they're pretty flawed by the way but <laughs> we, we sort of have created the only things so the fact that i've beaten some of those players i don't think like or i should reframe it i've been in games where i have been the winner yeah. and those players were not the winner i still don't think of it as i specifically beat or bested them yes because of the seventh player concept. Yeah, I think what you're describing is what I do. And I like, you know, my, my, my horrible thing of never counting a win for myself or for the most part, rarely counting wins for myself. That's what it is. That's the feeling. Yeah, a lot well, of times in TI, when you win, it's not like it feels like I did it. I I outskunked you all like I, I've, I've bested you all and I right. came out supreme. It's like a lot of weird stuff happened and I ended up with the crown on my head. And and right. that's like that is the nature of plenty of wins. And, and I too often kind of go, oh, I, that one doesn't count. But like like to your point is, yeah, I mean, to be the best at this game is to be one of the people who's kind of just able to be in that in that pocket pretty often. Right. It's just like, right. You got to be able to be up front uh, up in the, the you know, the, the upper half of the pack so that sometimes that crown falls on your head. And sometimes it just won't because the game is crazy. And I think, like, it also speaks to, like, a difference in our philosophies, Matt, because I think you, um, I think you play this game to sort of prove that you are the dominator, you know, like to show, to own the noobs I want to die. I hate that and you so do. <laughs> I'm being so... <laughs> this is so dark. You talk no, about what, you talk about what people do to you. Let's talk about what you do explicitly to me in every no, board no, game. No, I'm we just play. saying like that's why it bothers you. 
<laughs> I'm just here trying to play a good game of, of TI. And yeah. sometimes, and, and I do that and, and I lose and I do that and I win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me as long as I feel like I did a good job yeah. and I made a good attempt at it. So I do not need to beat the other players. Yeah. Let me frame my thinking a little bit more, which is that it's, it's more, I don't want to make uh, obvious or big mistakes in the game. I, that's what I get frustrated with. Sure. And if I, if I get a loss, it's more likely I'll kind of look to anything as some sort of big mistake, even if, after the fact, people can point out like, well, no, you were making that decision. It was kind of right at the time. And then it right. proved out to be a problem. But that's not anything you could have ever known at the time of the decision point or whatever. So I think more often than not, my my line of thinking comes from like, I just don't want to make any like huge mistakes and embarrass myself or whatever. Right. But there, there is also that aspect of you that wants to wear like a helmet made of bone and sit <laughs> on a throne of skulls, right? I mean, in... No, I'm not doing circle. this. I won't give it to you. I won't give you the bit. I refuse. Let's keep talking about you in the tournament, confound no, no, it. I want to keep it focused on you. Clearly, this is kind of a you episode. Um, I want to stay. I want to stay on your psychology, which uh -huh, is very important. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, no, I, I think that what I what I'm trying to say is that uh, the the seventh player intervenes, yeah. and there is no such thing as a game of TI where a mistake is is not made because yeah. you don't have perfect information. Right. So if you are going to, at the end of a game, whether win or lose, look for a mistake, you will find exactly. it because you did not have enough information to even know whether it was a mistake or not. Now, sometimes there are things that are like, objectively, you're like, oh, I like I should not have done that, yeah. X, whatever. Sure. But still, you are sort of like judging yourself with all of, like with twenty, like it's twenty twenty vision you have yeah. now suddenly, yes, exactly. and it's like I don't know, it's tough. It, things get, it's really hard to. I mean, there's there's one particular moment I can think of in the qualifiers where I felt like I was making a mistake in the moment, and I was like, ah, well, and it was that kind of thing where the table was like, you can't take it back. Yeah. Um, which of course, you know, when I make mistakes, it's always like that. When they make mistakes, it's everything's chill. Uh, <laughs> just like a fun way I'll do it. Uh. <laughs> And then you insist that I, that everyone, uh, there's like this like evil group of people out there that just insist. And some of them sort of express this to me vocally, although they don't, I don't think they meant to insult me. I think they just didn't know about this. There's a bunch of people out there that say that I'm really bad at the game, which I am. They are correct. Uh, the reason is they are egregiously wrong, which is that they just say that, um, people just go really easy on me and just roll over and let me win, uh -huh. which is, uh, I want to say just to you if you think that and you are listening, the amount of heat and attention and focus I get on my game from my opponents makes it so that in my opinion, we're not even playing the same game of TI. Yeah. Like you are not known for this, for Twilight Imperium, right. but most of the people that are listening. So the amount of pressure and focus that you get in a game it's just not like what i do yeah the fact that i am able to have all of this pressure and all this focus on my game and still pull out the w even once every 20 games yeah which i i would say my rate is probably higher than that i don't care it doesn't matter the fact that i win at all is kind of wild <laughs> because we are not we, like you are just not playing the same game right. that I am. Well, if anything, basically. it kind of leads to like we're talking about the group we've sort of uh, isolated out that we play with. 
I mean, like you and I play with Def Piper a lot, and Def Piper is yeah. one of the most winningest players I've like ever seen. Absolutely. We 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 used to play, I would say, with Magi kind of a fair bit. Magi's way up there on the list of people who play a lot. Kaluin, uh, Kaluin, I don't think has very many notable tournament wins, but like we all know that Kaluin wins all the time, all the time. Oh, yeah. Kaluin wins. Um, yeah. But what's interesting to me about that dynamic is because th th this is something I'll just I'll note my my most recent game where Deft was in it. I was it was for my Ghost's Guide. And in the game somewhat, and especially after the fact on the YouTube video, I got called out for like giving Deft Piper no deal makey time or whatever, right? Like I, right. I just you like put a lot I, of pressure. I, I really am like shutting her down at every pass because I've seen lots of games with her and I've been in lots of games with her where I've seen what she can do with <laughs> lots of room to breathe, right? Sure. And I think that's like where this is coming from for you. So if people are trying like this this notion that hunter is talking about i don't think is even unique to hunter it's unique to mm -hmm. like the big names in the community and the big people that win a lot is people look at you and go if you're trying to get a deal out of me i just don't trust it and i would say even more so hunter is the kind of person who rarely offers deals where he's like being super sneaky and trying to like nope. pull the rug pull the wool over your eyes right i think I very a super often transparent yeah. game and i keep my deals really simple and obvious because of this heat right that i experience and you still get the heat despite just being like Absolutely. i just want a dollar for the thing i just want a dollar for the thing all i'm asking yeah. for is a dollar and they're like well what, what's your game man and it's like i i'm just trying to make deals and and yeah i mean in in async this is not the same kind of thing but in the async game you and i played your vibe was very much just like I can't even I can't even make deals like I'm just not going to take part in the social yeah. part of this game I I, can't, I, ha I must disengage that was for different reasons but there it's was that so same... much heat on me in that game I felt no ability to maneuver right. I was playing a soul could not uh, in the before I had ever sold mill support one time the players were complaining about all the money I was right. going to make off of mill support so I was like okay and so I backed off yeah. I was like I need to get some of this heat off of me yeah. I never sold it right a whole game <laughs> it never got sold yeah and yet still players complained yeah. that i was just i was doing way too well right. oh no right what's gonna happen with me and eventually honestly the amount of heat uh it can be too much it yeah. can get to the point where i'm like you know there's no point uh because if i have a good game my late game maneuverability will be so low yeah if all five players look at one player and they say like we we can't let this person win they will achieve it. Right. Absolutely. That's an I mean, easy goal. Not even a question. Right. Not right. even a question. For sure. I want to um, talk about, I want to back up a little bit because we're talking about yeah. being in the game, but let's talk about the process of the qualifiers a little bit more. Sure. And let's talk about scheduling games for you and uh, to, to kind of set you up. The obvious noteworthy thing about you trying to sign up for games is uh we just we we are just now starting to talk about the idea that like hey listen anybody complaining games like some games aren't filling there was never a risk that a hunter game wasn't going to fill up people uh, i feel like yeah. people just sort of appeared out of nowhere i didn't see them mm -hmm. looking for other games and then they would appear ready to play a game against hunter which is fine i mean if anything that's why we're doing this is to give a draw yeah. for more people to want to play in the right. tournament like okay come play against hunter that that is a specific thing you can do but i'll just note the people that tried to keep playing like tried to play with you more than once and in general just like the way like your games would have like five alternates ready to go so like right. even if someone last minute was going to drop there were five people on standby ready to fill that position and like that brings an energy into the game so what did that right. feel like from your perspective of just like kind of knowing 
there were sort of people almost on the hunt. Some people were chill. Yeah. I, I want to say that. I think some people were absolutely chill. I think some people came off as not chill, but actually were chill. Mm-hmm. Um, what I think some people failed to understand is that when when you smack talk me, especially pre-game, which was something that <laughs> happened a little bit, when you start when you when you start like vaguely smack talking me before the game's even started, I might be assuming you're one of those people. Yeah. Right. And I and I sometimes discovered that I was completely wrong and that that was not the case whatsoever. And actually, by and large, people were uh, were quite nice. Yeah. But I do think that there was, um, yeah, there was there was an excitement. There was a tendency for players to kind of cheat. There was this. Uh, uh, what what's a good way to describe it? I would call it gutter meta, which was that <laughs> I sort of felt like a gutter uh-huh. where people were sort of like. You know, if I have a bad thing I need to do and it's like it's like a stall bad action card or mm-hmm. like something that just bad needs to happen to somebody without even and this is just a vibe I and this is all conjecture so I am purely just talking out my hat here. Yeah. A lot of times it kind of felt like people would just sort of be like, "Well, I'm just going to hurt Hunter because I think because they understood my style, so they were like, hey, it'll be fine." Yeah. Um and uh <laughs> And then second of all was because they were like, I'm not necessarily certain what's going on with him, but we got to, we got to keep watch. Yeah. So I noticed that I got the card insubordination used on me multiple times yeah. in the qualifiers <laughs> and it was never to extort. Uh-huh. And sometimes one time it hurt my game in a tangible way. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. That was, but a lot of times it didn't, it you was four just, tactics and it's just like, yeah. lose one of them. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, you know what? Uh, and this happens to you and there no, and, and I'm glad they didn't try to extort. Cause I think that, I think that if anything, maybe people know that I don't really allow extortion. Yeah. I actually just don't really believe in extortion meta. I think it, yeah. I think it slows the game down. I think it's like kind of bad etiquette. I'm not going to go super far on that argument philosophically. I understand sure. some people swear by extortion and but, they build their whole game around but your it. But it's point, just not my thing. Yeah, your point more often is if you if someone starts to extort you, nine times out of ten, your play is well, just play it on me. We'll see yeah, where it goes. I mean, just do it. I'm yeah. not gonna. You're not gonna sit here and milk two dollars from like four of us before you choose a target. Just like right. just hit me, because there is that entanglement philosophy, right? About yeah. about uh that sort of behavior, which is to say, like, why should we all pay this one player because they have this one action card when one of us could just take the hit and if it's not a game crusher right now then i'll just i'll find a way to come back from it if anything i mean especially i mean maybe maybe you don't buy into maybe the idea that like every once in a while you get some pity points not not from a being you but from like a my game looks bad people do worse do less bad things to the person in last place or whatever but like yeah when when you get insubordinated it's less likely that you'll have crippled defenses because everyone else is just trying to keep things even somewhat uh, to at least to a certain extent right everybody doesn't want to throw all of their bad action cards at hunter so like the first person in line hits hunter and then the next one is like well there's no there's really no point in doing it again to hunter i'll I'll hit somebody else or whatever so i i really do think that i uh, extortion meta definitely doesn't like make a lot of sense for for most components there are certain ones yeah. where it's like i think there's no other way to play it maybe or whatever like so, sometimes it does come up but for the most part the the best extortion just happened the other day in an async game carnal uh was just like oh, there's a structure objective out it's the strategy phase and carnal's like fourth pick and carnal goes i'm gonna do something i've never tried before 
Anybody who picks trade before me, I'm crippling your defenses. If you take trade, I'm hitting you with this action card. And that's just wow. it. So it's not extortion, right? He is extorting everybody, but he's really only extorting one person. We just don't know who that one person is yet. You have to sort of be the one who chooses to fall on the sword well, or whatever. <laughs> I, I think that's interesting too, because it's just opportunity. It's cost. Yes. So you're, so you just get to look at it and be like, I could take trade and then I lose that PDS. Am I okay with that? Yeah. It's, it's open, it's open face too. And it's, yeah. you're not really slowing the game down that right. much. I'm kind of into that. What, what I don't like is, yeah, I guess I should be more specific about exactly the play. I don't like is the idea of, I'm going to extort the entire table. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I might not even be playing this right now. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I, I think that, I think that a lot of people will just kind of look at all of their components and see endless value out yeah, of them. Right. And I, first of all, I don't think that the rest of the table should be okay with that. Yeah. So I think that, that basically the rest of the table can shut that down pretty handily. Right. But also it slows the game down. I'm not in favor of any yeah. like gameplay tactics that slow the game down. And this is maybe the best time to bring this up. Here's a comment I got on every single one of my qualifiers, uh, and it, and I'll t and I'll explain to you why we got it at the end of the game. Someone every single time, one hundred percent of the time, someone said, "Wow, we got that done pretty quick." <laughs> every time, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. And it's maybe a little, it's a little controlling. I can understand someone uh, from the audience perspective being like, "Man." Hunter really runs the agenda phase, regardless yeah. of whether he's speaker or not. Yep. Well, guess what? That's, That's why. Yeah. Get through. That's it. why we get it done fast because yeah. the agenda phase is where the the players all slow down. It's where we lose the most time. Yep. And as long as you just remind people of where and all I do, Ooh. this is all I do by the way, is I start the agenda phase as soon as we can. Yep. As soon as the tokens are allotted and we've returned strategy cards, I do it. Yep. I read the agenda clearly to everybody so they can hear it, and then. As we have that little, if you're playing on TTP, 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 <laughs> I kind of like you, calling it TTP. TTP. So I'm calling it TTP. If you're on Page, if you're on TTP, uh, <laughs> then you'll have that little window in front of you, and all I do is yeah. just say out loud what I, window we're in. I do the same. And, and I, I read the thing I, because people will just not look at that thing and I'll just it, the thing at the bottom says any wins purple and I'm sitting there going any wins purple and then any wins purple any wins red okay yep. any yep. and you just like read the thing because you just you just need it they need moving. visual and audio cue of when it's their time to do things and let me tell you I'm not doing this because I like it I'm doing it because I want the game to be fast but yeah. if somebody told me they were going to do it exactly that I would happily oh yeah. I'd be so much I'd be so much more down right. for it to be that way. But yeah, so so that was a comment I got every single time. You can all do it. Yeah. You can all do a five-hour, a six-hour game, even yeah. with strangers. I, I'm, I've proved it. Right. I've literally proved it. Right. Um, and hey, uh, in the errata, my opponents, shout out if you're one of that per one of those people that said, wow, we got that done really fast. You, every <laughs> single game had at least one person that yeah. said that. Um, so yeah, it can be done right um, um well let's talk a little bit more about uh, we were talking about scheduling we were talking about getting ahead of things i i want to open it up a little bit more broadly just about the scheduling process of these qualifiers i will note yeah your, your first game of the qualifiers you kind of you used it as a little bit of a treat that was your one where you like you played with squeemoo and clue you played with your yeah. group in it and if anything i kind of wish you had done that a little bit more um i'll note your other games were all essentially you signed, you filled out a thing for a game and five people very quickly showed up, right? Yeah. Well, except for 
there was there was a time or two where that wasn't the case yeah uh but i kind of wanted to, to make special mention of the the last time your your last game you kind of did your normal operating procedure uh to just like sign up and then people started signing up or whatever and uh we saw some names show up like again it was like the the, the second or even i don't know if there was three i don't know if you played with anybody three times that might be too uh, a step too far but some of the same names signed up again and uh scheduling stuff came up you had to bow out you ended up joining a game at the absolute like last minute you were like the, what like maybe the sixth player in that game it's like something it, like that something yeah. like that um did you feel like there was a different i mean that ended up being the game you won too was the one where it was like nobody got to come sure. snipe hunter so i'm just curious if that like scheduling process and then like repeat people like how all of that sort of felt out i don't know because so like the that even that last game actually did have a player I'd played with before actually I may have even had two players. Mm -hmm. so I I played with a lot of the same people. You played with the Sunday crew. I mean basically realistically yeah. you were playing mostly on Sundays and there are people who are available on Sundays. So that's to be expected. If anything I'm sure lots of people have that same experience, right? I'm a Monday player. Well there's all of 15 of us <laughs> or whatever, right. right? So the Monday people play with each other a lot. There were some interesting aspects of that, though, that I really liked. So, like you said, I want to cut back to a couple things, though. Uh, of course, yes. So, that first game, I sort of, I sort of, I told the people that I like mm -hmm. that I was like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm going to play a game. I let them know. They signed up. It was, it felt a little dirty, a little bit stacking the deck. Um, and also, I'll say this, it felt like a normal game for me. Yeah. I was playing with my regulars, right. people that I dig. And I was like, this is not the point of this qualifier sure. journey yeah that's true so i decided to not do that yeah. uh anymore and now i gave myself one whatever mm -hmm. uh if you got a problem with that uh maybe make your own tournament well also you uh, didn't win that game so it, you weren't stacking i didn't the win deck. yeah oh yeah yeah well yeah i mean i i stacked the deck with killers okay <laughs> I, I play with really good people um anyways i started just playing random games but i want to talk specifically about what it's like to play with the same people over and over yeah. because there is this whole like meta thing that was happening so I played with one player. I'm not going to name anybody, by the way. And also, I'm not, I'm not interested in like burning. This is not, I've joked about this being about talking smack. I'm not, I'm, I'm earnestly trying to get like good kernels of uh, nuggets that might be useful for people to understand how this system works. But I did have a player that broke a non-binding deal and it yeah. was in the final round. And honestly, I think, I, I'm not sure it cost me the game, but who can say? It definitely it it hurt my standing by quite a lot. Yeah, and then and then later, I played another game with this player. Isn't that wild? Like that's just kind of a crazy thing. That's bold. To, that's yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh. So, and it was hard to know how to play against that. I kind of wanted to just blow up their spot and say, hey, this person breaks non-bindings really bad, which put a lot of pressure on that player. I will add. They ended up uh, kind of asking for an early support swap, and and I, which I was like, no. Mm -hmm. But then they threw in their ceasefire, and I was like, well, that's like actually too sweet of a deal. I mean, that's like I got kind of because now if I've got the ceasefire, you know, yep. of course the whole thing about ceasefire is you don't have to keep it, right? right? So I feel like I'm like, you're not only support swapping with me, you're giving me a little bit of late game leverage on you because. Right. We were in like round two. It was early. Yeah. So I ended up going for that. 
and I did not blow up their spot, which I regret because they broke another non-binding deal in the late game of that game. So this person clearly, and yeah. I will say just as if you know who, I, if you know, I mean, I don't even think this person listens. I don't think they care at all. But <laughs> I think that that maybe the qualifier format, uh, because you might be seeing these players again, there actually is a lot of built-in maybe wait to break those non-bindings when you get to the prelims or the semis or right. even the finals. Yeah. You, the likelihood that you are going to play another one of these players again is quite high. Yeah. And I think there's more pressure to hold to the non-bindings. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what, like, Big Al is in a lot of trouble, right? Big Al has always been known as, like, a let's do all sorts of deals. Yeah. And then his qualifier win was a somewhat now infamous, absolute, unequivocal backstab. Just a, yes. I'm breaking this deal, and I'm it's so that I can win the game. And, oh, like, and that's all well and good, but now Big Al has to play a prelim against some other people, and Big Al's going to want to talk to all these players, right? and I don't see any reason for those players to think that Big Al's changed his ways. He'll try to sell you on the idea that he's definitely changed his ways. He, it, oh, it felt so dirty to do that bad thing. But if it's the difference between the win and not, we all know where he'll yeah. shake out. Exactly. Um, I do think that, yeah, that's a good use of this episode. So let's completely blow up Big Al's spot. <laughs> no non-bindings with Big Al, like ever, really, yeah. at this point. I mean, like, that's He needs critical... to lose in the prelims so he can help us stream the prelims. It's the same logic of why he needed to oh, win yeah, early in the qualifiers. <laughs> yeah, no, he needs to be free up for more streaming. Here's the thing. It's like, and I do think that there's a way I, I like to disagree with, I'll, I'll go deeper on this Big Al thing. Actually, it'd be great to use as, as an example because I think most, most people that care already know. So I, we are not actually shining a light on this. Yeah. People know. But I do think there's a bit of a miscalculation here, Big Al. If you want to come on in, let's bring Big Al in to uh -huh, the room. Uh -huh. uh, he doesn't get to respond, but we're, we're talking to him. How's it going, boys? Yeah, all right. It's me, Big Al. <laughs> <laughs> so the miscalculation here is that the qualifiers are not the breaking non-bindings round. Yeah. Because now you're in the prelims. You got one shot. Right. You don't get to come back. Yeah. So the thing is, Big Al could have held to his word and still would have had another try, right. another try. Could have could have still gotten a prelim spot. Yep. Especially considering how many tries I'm sure he would have been able to give it. Yeah, right. Would have likely done it. But now he's coming in in disgrace. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> in disgrace. And I mean, will anyone ever let go of it? Certainly not me. And I'm going to repeat it on the podcast every week for the rest of my life. So he's ruined. I mean, there's We've no way it. for him to ever win another game. We did it, folks. And think about, okay, but now take that type of pressure and imagine me and Matt. Like, it's like, yeah. it, it is sort of like that. It is like we are sort of telling on ourselves every week here yeah. and shining a light on everything right. uh, that we do. Oh, that's been my, this has been where I've lived for three years. I've, right. since the impetus of the show, been known as a person who doesn't necessarily hold true. You know, I the way I think about this stuff is... I'll break a non-binding because I actually know that you will too, and I'm just, I'm you, the the global you, the 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 non-personal the you. royal you, the royal you, because what I've seen so many times is people saying I'm not I'm not breaking the deal, but I'm changing the deal or whatever, or like and people sure. will just milk it however they want. But realistically, if it comes down to a game-winning move, 
you'll almost always like you're not going to just not take the win especially in a tournament setting like you'll right. you'll go for the win it's just the truth of the matter so like for me it's like i don't like setting up these ugly non-bindings in the first place because why give either of us the opportunity to upend this whole thing or whatever but i certainly was just known as the person who was a, a vocal proponent of like, I think it's all BS anyways. Like, I don't really buy into this like honor right. system that we all pretend to have. And because of that, because I'm just even saying I don't buy it, I get worse deals. I get less deals. Uh, I, right. there's, there's still sometimes games I can make kind of weird deals happen. But for the most part, people are like, I, I just don't trust you. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess you probably shouldn't. And, and I think realistically, when you talk about games going long, so often... Like the players I'm on the lookout for are the ones where I can tell all they're trying to do is like get such cockamamie deals going that certainly it could never be upheld later. Right. It's just like right. they've made such a confusing document, <laughs> a legal document that would never stand up in court. Basically, you know what I mean? That's how I feel about the really talky players stuff. And, uh, you know, maybe myself included in this. I don't know. But it's like we, you you make deals, you know, will just kind of fall apart anyways or right. whatever. And so, yeah, I've 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 absolutely gotten less deals over time because like people know I don't necessarily believe in the heart of you know, being an upstanding citizen in TI or whatever. Well, you're you're wearing a bone helmet in in yeah. hell or whatever, but uh, <laughs> I so so let's let's talk about a difference in between us. I will I will keep to my word to and and lose a game. Yeah. To hold my word because I think that that meta play over the course of many, many games. Right. And because I am public, I think I have to be very, very careful whenever, and I'm not saying that I'm 100%. Yeah. I'm not saying that I, but, but generally speaking, if I am saying something, like if I'm making some sort of non-binding promise, I'm going to keep it because I'm out here, I'm in the marathon. It's yeah. not a sprint for me. Right. I'm well, trying to have you know, a, a good yeah. ratio overall, right. I'm not necessarily going to throw out my credibility to win one game. Right. So, I, and I, I have a great example of this, actually. Uh, so, in the game that I ended up winning, mm -hmm. uh, which was definitely, the la the final round was not a certainty, but I definitely had some good things in my pocket, actually made a deal that ended up getting me leadership. Mm. And the deal was that I would play leadership first action. However, once I got leadership, if I had decided to stall, I would have made it so that no one could even talk about wind slaying me. It would have yeah. just been like, well, Hunter wins yeah. and there's nothing. But I held to my word. Sure. And I actually immediately got a message from someone saying, I can't believe you're doing this. You could just stall it out and win. And yep. I'm like, it's not worth it. Yep. And I still won anyway. So whatever. Right. It, it's, mm. it, it worked out that time. But I think it is... It is important for someone when you're playing in a tournament or when you're public facing to realize that anytime you're going to hurt your own credibility, yeah. there might be a consequence for it right. uh, in, in a future game, which I actually think is actually represented in the way Twilight Imperium is supposed to work from the beginning. Yeah. We all have the classic story of, oh, the six of us meet up, but last game you did so-and-so yeah, to me and course. now I've remembered and so I'm going to react this way. So like, this is like, this is part of the course. Yeah. This is actually us preserving like an essential part of the game. Yeah. Um, I also want to talk about the way this plays out in a completely different way. So I had a game early on. I don't remember which game it was. It's hard for me to separate I, I, them. It's hard for me to separate them. Um, it was like many weeks. Yeah. Um, but there was a game where a SAR player was like, 
I'm I'm going to try and extort you by invading your slice. Now, I'm not sure it was blocking any points that were visible. I actually think maybe it was blocking a secret objective mm. that they did not know about. Mm -hmm. But they were sort of trying to talk me into giving up my ceasefire to have them not do this, which of course, and they were sar. Uh, and of course, I was not in favor. I was like, whatever, just just do it. Because that's that's always how I've kind of held to yep. that. Um, and in the end, uh, I did not win the game. I, honestly, what it did, it did shake. I think it shook me out so much that it was like kind of difficult to, I had like other priorities I had to yep. work on now. I had to work on scoring objectives and I had to work with like a star ball being in my slice. Yeah. The player though did get eliminated by the table. <laughs> um, so like it overall, I would say that play did not work out in their favor. It could have. I want to add that. It could have worked out in their sure. favor. But when you when you kind of, in the mid game, if you sort of make an intense play like that, I feel like what you're saying is like, I'm kind of betting the farm yeah. on this playing out, but we really have no idea. We're just making blind investments right now. Yeah. Hoping that we're going to get something. Right. Um, and it, it, it came up no good. This same player was then in my final game. Now, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't remember this <laughs> until the, it, they told me at the end of the game and all of a sudden everything clicked into place because I had a nice neighbor that re that game. <laughs> I'm sitting next to someone who I'm like playing defensively with them. I'm like trying to make sure that they don't have like a way in and I'm realizing that they're kind of playing soft handedly with me. Yeah. And it's because the last game that they played with me, they went so hard on me that it ended up getting them eliminated from the game. Right. Which is a bummer. Nobody wants to get eliminated. You don't yeah. even get to play anymore. Although, right. actually, I kind of, if I'm going to lose, I may as well be eliminated, yeah, in my opinion. Just, right. <laughs> just personally, like, actually, if I'm the loser, like, what do I care? What do I care if I'm eliminated? Mm -hmm. It doesn't It doesn't hurt my feelings on top of losing. You're, If anything, it's a much cooler way to lose. But mm -hmm. I, they told me that at the end, and I, I don't think it, like, super influenced like their gameplay, mm -hmm. but it influenced their stance when it came to me, yeah. which was, it felt a little bit like, I don't, I, I want to have good meta with this person. Yeah. Because in that last game, it, it kind of, it came to blows and I and we were able to figure out how to ultimately yeah. eliminate the person. So I do think there is a really interesting like meta game to game thing that happens in the qualifiers that if, if I had stacked the deck and every time like sort of let my people know that I'm that I'm playing a game and that you should join, yeah. I wouldn't have gotten that right. as much. It would have just been like traditional the group of players that I play with. And I feel like I learned a lot from playing with, you know, a lot of a lot of people that I that I didn't know. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, to, to push this even one step further, and I don't think we should belabor this point because it's not fun to talk about, but it's definitely why you should just be a, a nice good person in the qualifiers even if For you're sure. gonna like do mean tactics uh certainly nobody wants to play with the butthead again or anything like that right, right? And, and i feel like that was always my fear with this new qualifier format is just like who knows how people are gonna act or whatever but you know that it's gonna probably push some buttheads to the side just because it's like sure. well, people just won't play with them or they won't play nice with them or whatever but what i, what I don't want and what i fear uh, is that maybe some some moods have gotten worse in this year's tournament a little bit of the jovialness that maybe we've had in previous years has gone down a little bit I don't know um but that you know that's always my thing for with this tournament is I just want it to be a good time I want people to right. play to their best but that doesn't mean letting like the salt spill onto the table or whatever
I think generally speaking, the games that I played as far as like the players' relationships with each other yeah. was I think pretty positive. Like if if I take if I take most of the games overall, I think people were having a pretty good time with each other. Yeah. There was definitely salt. Sure. Um there was definitely there was there was one time in in one of my games where I got too salty and I feel really bad about it. Um it it was a bummer mm. and I feel like it was kind of because of I just I misspoke. I shouldn't have I I shouldn't have said something the way I said it. I mm. gave the player a completely different impression of like where I was at with yeah. a particular timing window. Mm-hmm. Um because I was kind of trying to egg them on into into attacking me which is kind of like a common i i do something a lot that i don't even necessarily like describing and because i don't want to give away that i do this but Uh i do strategic i try to i try to get people to attack me yeah um and the reason i do this is because i think it's a defensive thing that i've developed because i just get attacked a lot in games Mm. so if i so like let's here's like a classic one let's say i have like uh, like Hope's End or or Primor or whatever, which is like, is it a, it's cool to have, but after in the late game yeah. is actually not really that cool, right? It's yeah. actually kind of a liability. You can pull shard and then suddenly you don't like this. Yep. Um, especially with Hope's End, after you get your mechs out, who cares? Right. It's just three resources. What if you're playing the right faction? You don't even need three resources. So if you kind of like leave things unspent, yeah, like the the ability, or you leave the planet unspent. And you lightly defend it. You can kind of coax people into coming into your slice in a strategic way that can sort of be advantageous. Because if you're in the late game and you're trying to make a case for, well, I'm in trouble. Sometimes it's good to like strategically invite people in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough. It's like a risky gambit type situation. But I do feel like sometimes. I don't let the players know that I need more time to think about the situation. And instead I'm trying to play as fast as possible. And I do feel like I got burned a little bit by not slowing the tempo down mm-hmm. um, because I don't like, I, I want the game to move, yeah, move quickly. Right. Um, so there was definitely, there was definitely a time where I felt like I, I got superheated with a player and I'm like not happy with it. Um, there were times where other players did get heated with each other, but I think overall, no one no one crossed the line into making it so personal that that we could not just have a good chat afterwards. And yeah. there was a lot of really good post game discussion in mm-hmm. most of my games where I felt like, okay, we're we're coming back together here. That it was the heat of the competition, but like we're okay, yeah. you know, like going forward. Yeah. There were some times where me being a tournament organizer, I feel like, kind of bit me in the butt. Because I feel like I can't have much of a say mm-hmm. in the rulings of like certain, of course, like how the tournament game is being litigated. Yeah. So I sort of I think defer a little bit too much to the other players. Yeah, you do. I'll I, here here I'll take. Let me take the mic on this one. Yeah, Hunter. go ahead. Because because uh, I've edited a few of your games and I've edited a few of your losses and and also I just know you as a person and this is definitely one of your things is if you if you start to feel the tides maybe not even turning yet but it's just like you know it it's the end of low tide and you expect the tides to turn you'll just start kind of giving it up almost to like what you're saying of like you know you you'll open up your hope's end belly to somebody i think you do that 
kind of generally speaking in these games. And there were certainly instances where the players were not necessarily uh, even asking for a ruling to go a certain way but you would kind of offer it up to them of just like, well, you, you right. I mean, whatever you guys can do it this way because like you're saying, it's, it's almost a defense mechanism of you certainly don't want the claim to be that you obfuscated or that you did right. something weirdly rules backwards. Right? So you are like almost overly forward. You, you jump out and it's like, well, if you guys would like to kind of fudge the rules, then just do that. Cause you right. certainly, it, it can't be you that is the one being, called out for fudging the rules i, I would say oh, for, yeah. for the most part this is your thing i mean the 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 big the big one of note to me maybe we can call it out specifically uh, especially because we we have a good relationship with duval but there was a there was a moment with duval that had to do with what ships he was bringing to mm -hmm. a combat or whatever and i don't in my edit my recollection of it is that Nobody even brought up like, well, you could change the move if you want, except for you. You then brought it up because Duval was kind of like, oh, that's not what I meant to do. This is I'm upset about yeah, this. I'm frustrated that this is the way that this happened. And you were kind of like, then, I mean, what if you want to bring different ships, like bring different ships and like no reason for you to do that. But in your head, <laughs> you're thinking in your head, you're like, I don't want to be the person who's just like, haha, I'm capitalizing on your mistake and not letting you take anything right. back. We've had takesy backsies. We've had little stuff. You know, let's let this big one slide because I, I certainly don't want to be <laughs> accused of, you know, being sneaky or underhanded or, or, or whatever. Um, right. So I think that's an interesting dynamic. And I mean, if anything, that's like the number one reason. When people are like, Matt, you should play in the tournament. And I'm like, haha, absolutely not. Part of that is because my my horribly fragile ego just couldn't take it. And second, it's because I don't want this problem. I, I already yeah. hate getting called into a game to give a tough ruling. And I try to put on a brave face and just said, like, <laughs> we're doing it this way. And I've got to leave the room now. The reason I leave the room quickly is because I don't want to listen to the fallout of being upset about the thing. I don't like giving right. those rulings. And the criticism. And I would hate being a part of one of those rulings with me in the game. I would do the same thing you do, Hunter, where it's just like, I don't know, just kill me. Just kill me. Just I, whatever just whatever. it is, just kill me. I can't I can't be I can't be present for this. Well, yeah. I mean, I I'm going to add a little bit yeah. uh, of of context here. I think another part of it is that at the end of the day, like I I wanted to make it to the prelims. I would have been just as happy to do this episode though. Yeah. Not making it, just right. to have loot lost every game. And it would not have changed my own perspective mm -hmm. on my own game and how good I am at Twilight Imperium at all. It right. wouldn't have changed it one iota. And the thing is, at the end of the day, I, when I, whenever something like that comes up, I know that in the long run, well, actually here, let me zoom out a little bit. This is, this, we're kind of going all over the place. I want to talk about Waterman's Law. <laughs> so Waterman's Law, yes. this is from another podcast. This is from the, the Root podcast, uh, yeah. Woodland War. It's really Machine. just from the Root community in general. Uh, right. But Waterman, Kyle, is yes. uh, on the Woodland War Machine podcast. And in a tournament game, in one of Garrick Samples Games' uh, Root Winter Tournament games, uh, Waterman is now famous for saying, uh, you are under no obligation to help your opponents win. Right. And I think that works, and I think I would feel exactly like that if I was playing in someone else's tournament. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is me playing in our tournament yeah. feels like a conflict of interest in that way. Right. But also, if I help you win, 
and you take that help, it sort of just means I won. You know what I mean? Like, it sort of just you means You are such that, a Sagittarius. <laughs> it sort of just means actually you maybe you would have won this game, but you sort of needed my help to do it. So, like, to be honest, no shade at Duvall, but... You did need my help to win. I got so you, is what you you're really saying. I got me. you. <laughs> In any way, do I take, I mean, do I take any umbrage with the idea that, I mean, yes, maybe you would have won on your own, but you needed daddy's help. And because daddy helped you, then you were able to win. You know, I, and also at the end of the day, I am, it is more important to me that, uh, people learn about twilight imperium than it is that they think that i'm good at it yeah i am a teacher first i am Oof, i am yeah. not i am not uh here to show that i'm the best yeah because i'm not uh <laughs> that's mantis in my opinion um, <laughs> and, and he doesn't I, do a podcast so <laughs> he doesn't do a podcast actually that's, mantis would do man, a podcast the we best players stop. yeah the best players in the world would never do a podcast because they're not going to tell you what they think about the game they're going to beat you with their secret strategies I just like I just feel like Mantis has the most create like the creativity there. He keeps the whole game in his in his brain. Yeah. He's like the best. It's like that that in between point of creative do whatever. Yeah. And also I have the whole game memorized. When Mantis so. wins, there was no other outcome available. You know what yeah, I mean? True. That's yeah. when when I discredit my wins, it's because I'm looking for a Mantis style win where it's like, I don't want it to be because of shenanigans. I want it to be because I found the way to win and there wasn't a way yeah. you could stop it. And that is absolutely how Mantis wins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but back to what I was saying is more important for me uh, to feel like a good teacher of TI than it is uh, for me to win games. I really think of myself as someone that is trying to be an ambassador for this game mm. and uh, teach you as much about it as possible. I, I feel like I try to play um, as generic as possible because yeah. of this. I like to try and be what is the pragmatic mm -hmm. vanilla way to approach this game. I know that some of my own personal style gets into it. I know that there's no avoiding that. Uh, but I do actually try to like I, I just want to understand uh, what is the optimal way to play this game in a vacuum with no with with less fanciness mm -hmm. attached to it. Mm -hmm. um, and so therefore, like, I don't know when stuff like that comes up. I'm just sort of like, yeah, it's a, I don't need to win the yeah, game. Right. Um, and, you know, I'll need it more. You know, you just. do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully this can be the lesson of uh, genuinely speaking. The people I see who enjoy the tournament the most are the ones who don't need the win. Right. The, the, the people that find wins anyways, but are like having a good time. Those are my favorite players to watch. Those are my favorite players to like see go through this stuff. It's it's hard for me to see people who are um, like hurting themselves to to get the W or whatever. Yeah. I see myself in them. I know that emotional state and everything. Right. Um, and I it's not good. I don't think it's good. It's it's why it's hilarious that we do this tournament because I think it is mostly a bad thing. I don't think tournaments are good for for all of us. Aside from the community building aspect of it. We do this tournament because we just want a really good excuse to like bring all of us together and and do something that's a good time. It's just that sometimes mm -hmm. we forget that it's for a good time and we start trying to do it for a big serious time. And I think that loses the value of it a little bit. I think had I not been in my tournament games, I think they would have been like great, actually. More that's chill. <laughs> I think yeah. they would have been like chiller. Like there just would have been less 
for people to like specifically yeah like kind of i don't know i mean it's like i said before like there there is no if we're in a game together and you win and i lose it's not that you specifically beat no. all of yeah. those players it's not a it's not a it's not arm wrestling you know it's like <laughs> you you are we are all just kind of in this like soup together yeah and one of us trying to like pull up themselves onto mm -hmm. the top of the cliff but i don't know i mean it's not the same like really great players that have proven that they can perform consistently yeah. they still lose a lot sure. like yeah. there no no one has yet to completely dominate right. this game right it just has never happened right so uh, thus far does not seem possible we yeah. we've got some consistent players out there mm -hmm. we don't have people that we've we've never had a repeat uh winner of the entire tournament we've never had a repeat finalist right we've never We've 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 had people that got close. We've had people that were semifinalists yep. uh more than once. We've had people that were semifinalists and then a finalist. Yep. But no one has been able to prove like, oh yeah, I just win all the time. Right. I just win constantly. And there's no other uh, because my approach is so dominant yeah. that it is just going to get results right. every time. Yeah. It's not a thing. Yeah, there's been a lot of discussion recently in the like strategy channel about elimination. Um Susan has had a recent like treatise about elimination and I think Susan is a brilliant player. I, I love Susan. I think what gets misconstrued not by Susan but by people talking with Susan about like heavy-handed uh, physical play we'll call it <laughs> right plastic centric mm -hmm. elimination play is almost to your point about the SAR player right is it's extremely high risk high reward and if anything adopting it as like your core philosophy assumes like such a knowledge of the costs and benefits and values of things that like i most people cannot do that and it's proven out that those players maybe they are equally consistent to the teddies and the deshugas of the world right, right? uh but it's certainly not proven to be a more effective strategy i think is the the big thing so i'm even here willing to give ground for more violent metas i mean last year we saw cabal do very very well i think they're doing right. okay this year i think there's been some violent play that has that has proven out and done well uh in this qualifiers but there's no answer there's no correct there's no best way to do this stuff except for adapting to whatever the other five people sitting in front of you are doing and that's like the number yeah. one thing so you know if if hunter i think if you have one skill uh in this whole game i think you have many but if, if i had to isolate one it's that when you sit at a table you adapt to the table kind of no matter what and maybe you know you don't like become a salesman suddenly but if there's a salesman sure. at the table you have a way to deal with the salesman and you're prepared to deal with the salesman and you you have a, a strategy for that person and if there's a plastic heavy person you have an idea of how to treat them and you don't ever assume someone needs to push the game's meta into your format right you you see these right. players where it's like let me grab this game by the horns and try to make sure it's under my meta you'll just play to the meta and maybe you'll get a win maybe you won't i mean that that's it, it is a toss-up because every game of ti is more or less a toss-up right i do think that uh i agree with what you're saying in an aspirational sense i don't think i always i don't think i always achieve that but mm. i think that is that is what i am uh looking for yeah uh, and I think regardless of whether you um, are Ameritrash or uh, uh, Euro, uh, you know, it's like I, there's almost this like attitude right now yeah. 
that I get sometimes when I'm thinking about like the different regional differences where it's like the Euros have cast themselves as like these like violent, uh-huh. like nasty little gremlins. <laughs> but the only then, winner is DeSugar, who is like one of the more talky players I know of. And one of the yeah. more like, let's just, hey, let's keep everybody even, right? Nobody needs right. to get ahead. Nobody needs to fall behind. Let's play a right. game together. Like, right. <laughs> but actually, I think that if you analyzed the situations if you had a lot of data in front of you yeah i think you would find that actually everyone is playing a lot more similar than they say there's a lot of attitude on top of it there's a lot of table attitude uh but there is a lot of the same stuff uh happening across the board and i want to say that too like i i do think the game like does kind of lead to a style that is maybe a little sometimes it's really boat floaty sometimes it's a little bit boat floaty sometimes it's really violent sometimes yeah. a little bit violent it's always somewhere on that that spectrum yeah and i actually think that it has more to do with what objectives are in people's hands yeah. that's what decides it and one approach is not superior to the other uh in in all senses right um so yeah there's there's no there is no way to know what is the right thing to do with your game before it starts uh-oh i just just dis- Debunked the entire point of the show. <laughs> oh, looks like Space Cat's Peace Turtles doesn't make sense anymore. Did We're you hear done. what I just said? That was true. There's Anyways. no advice anyone can ever give you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I mean, yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, it was definitely worthwhile, I think, to go through the qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit, I think, stressful for me to be in situations where I felt like there was a lot of heat directed at me. Um, and, you know, but it did it you know i feel fine now i sure. mean i have like real life stuff that i'm worried about right now so <laughs> not well, really and, worried and about ti tournament yeah stuff. And, and if anything too uh i the i think my biggest takeaway at this point is i do feel for the people who are like playing every weekend in the tournament like that's hard that's that's a lot to do oh, yeah, hunter stressful. already plays every single weekend but the like the tournament is different like knowing you're you're playing in a tournament game every single weekend is a different vibe than like yeah i'm like working on a guide and i'm playing with right squeemoo and carnal and whoever's available yeah. like that's right. great to do every weekend playing in the tournament is not necessarily fun to do every single weekend i will admit Dude. that and it's our tournament <laughs> shout out to carnal who streamed almost yeah. all of my games amazing um, except, except, except for the one, one you that won, won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a bummer um but I, I had a lot of t- like me and Carnal also would have these conversations like after my game and yeah. it was so great to have his analysis yeah. on uh, my gameplay he also in that moment we talked about with Duval very much disagreed with what I was doing which was kind of hilarious <laughs> it was really to, good to yeah. watch him be like no Hunter stop do it. not allow quit that. it <laughs> yeah but I mean turns out it was all just a, a psychic test uh-huh. of Duval which he failed <laughs> oh little baby Duval my little my little itty bitty baby basically my backup uh-huh. you know what i mean right if duval wins the entire tournament i won you're welcome that's my new rule mm. and duval didn't win nothing yeah. duval has hunter duval. has the most chances to win because hunter has six other players playing on his behalf other, yeah i have i have my proxies are out there <laughs> and it's just a bummer it's a bummer for my proxies because they they chose the low path uh-huh. and won uh, uh against you how dare they They now have no route to win the game yeah they have no way to do it i think you need to avoid playing with any of them in the prelims that would be my one rule as the prelims scheduler i'm gonna keep care. you out of their games that's my number one goal i'm, I'm not gonna have anything to do with the yeah. scheduling no, of, of my game yeah i will have absolutely <laughs> no i mean i didn't have anything to do with it last time 
and I ain't going to have anything uh, to do with it this time. Yep. So yeah, don't care. Don't care at all. Sounds good. Um, I'll play with anybody. Um, don't put me in it with my buddies, though. Don't make me. I will know, make you. I will make you play against Deft. I, I just listen. I, my hands are tied. I just. Don't I will make that. you play against Deft. <laughs> because here's the thing. Here's the problem with the prelims too. Is that and I had to. I had to balance this in my brain last time. I when you once we get into the prelims, there's okay. There's me getting to the semis. Whatever. That's fine. But then there's you getting to the semis, and if it's somebody I'm excited about, I might just be like, "Oh well." Like if it, like if you put me in a game with Deft, and it gets really heated, and uh-huh. it's it's between me and Deft yeah. in the final round, that's kind of just a win win for me, isn't it? you know? Like, <laughs> right. and and I could even be like, "Oh, I don't really feel like going to the semis," and but I'd love to watch love Deft, to do Deft, it, you do know? It. Like so, like let's just get out of here. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, don't do that unless you want to see me do that. You know, <laughs> I'd love to see you <laughs> win make against yourself uh, into the semis. I think that I'm just saying, I, like, don't make it so I get a fringe benefit yeah. out of the right. prelims winner being somebody I like watching play. Uh-huh. You know, this is how like, Rwise. This is the only way Rwise gets into the semis. <laughs> Yo, you put me in a game with Rwise, and uh, that boat float is gonna be uh, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I want to thank our Weird Bears, Big Al Cappuccino, Squeamishimu, Brassbird, Kabbalah, Soul, Kalu, and Daryl Carnal, Kindred Spirit, Alice, Emlashevsky, Absol, Rwise, Tang. I just noticed big week for uh, two Weird Bears made it through. I didn't think about the fact that Alice and Emlashevsky oh, are still yeah. active Weird Bears, and both of them made it yeah. through this week. Congratulations, you two. Also, uh, thank you to our Teensy Sprouts, Kraken, Portmandia, Hercules, Relic Stan, Savant, and Vince. You can rate this podcast on apps and give it stars, and we eat them for sustenance. And then you can go to our stars. website. Stars. <laughs> PeaceCatsPeaceTurtles.com for information about our Patreon, how to get involved with things like the Homebrewers Guild and the Twilight Imperium Zero Edition Project Hunter is fielding. Yeah. Uh, also, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the good, the, the yinsterhood of traveling vans. We did not make this easy on ourselves uh, with our naming conventions and I'm happy no. for it. Uh, also, please go there for the limited time merch that we're doing. We're, we're, we're doing, we're trying to treat it like limited runs of cool shirt designs and then like when a new shirt when we when when Sun Sanders makes like a cool new sun uh, shirt design, uh, something else will have to die to replace it. And so there's just going to be like a, a revolving cast of cool shirts to get. That's that's the the goal. So get them while they're hot, folks. Get them while they're hot. Um, okay, we got some announcements. Um, first of all, the biggest one. Well, actually, I want to do this first. So um, we have in the show notes, we have a link to a YouTube video. Yeah, it is uh, Illcap Games. Uh, Italian Twilight Imperium tutorial. It is a Twilight Imperium tutorial entirely in Italian. Uh, it does have subs in English if you want to follow along yep. with uh, with a, a tutorial for how to play Twilight Imperium in general. But mostly, I would say the purpose of this is for the Italian-speaking audience to get Italian yeah, yeah, stuff. explanation. <laughs> some, of sort of, yeah, some sort of and coverage. You know, <laughs> this podcast is in English. Let's say you're listening and you speak English and Italian, your friend speaks Italian only. Yes. Or, well, doesn't speak English. Speaks Italian, maybe speaks other language. We don't have to know about your friend. <laughs> but your friend doesn't <laughs> speak English. This is too English. much information about your friend. No, I don't no, need no. to know about their summer holidays in Denmark. No, no, no. This is good promo. <laughs> We're promoing right right now. So then you, the person that speaks English and Italian, you go to your Italian friend uh-huh, and you say uh-huh. Italian stuff, uh, 
bonjour or whatever. <laughs> and then you <laughs> and then you tell your Italian friend about this YouTube video so that they can learn how to play Twilight Imperium in Italian. And yeah. at the end, you say ciao. Yeah, yeah uh, very good. And there you go. Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah. Hey, also just shout out to any other uh, people creating TI content in other languages. It's hard to get the word out about that stuff to people. Uh, I think uh, we, we've seen that many, many times. So please always yeah. feel free to message Hunter or I. We would love to plug that kind of stuff more often uh, if you are making this kind of content for other languages or in English too, if you have stuff. Uh, we, we're always trying to, to, to share these things. So yeah, uh, Ill Cap Games on YouTube. The link is in the show notes. Uh, upcoming streams and whatnot. We already talked about the Holiday Spectacular on December 23rd, but can we tease a little bit of what is going to be involved in this year's Holiday Spectacular so everyone is very excited to show up for the action and hang out with our stupid game. Yeah, well, so it happens on December 23rd. We do not have a time. Like, it's just going to happen that day. No, it'll be in the American morning. It's going to be when you would play TI in person. Think about how right. your group does it. We're not going to start at 11 right. p.m. It'll be like 10 a.m. Central yeah, Standard yeah, yeah. Time. It's going to happen somewhere around there. Uh, and uh, well, I'll, I'll I, you can handle the the part that sure. is more in your sure. area. But um, we're bringing audience agendas back. Yeah, people. Baby. So if you are. A, um, I'm going to say Galactic Counselor. Yep. If you are at basically at any Patreon level, so Galactic yep. Counselor or above, uh, and we'll do it in the Galactic Counselor channel, yep. um, submit a pitch for an, an agenda, a homebrew agenda that you've made up. Yep. They can be stupid. They can kind of bend the whole idea of Twilight Imperium. Yep. Let, let your wild ideas fly. Absolutely. Um, because we are, instead of doing regular agendas, we will just be doing your audience submitted agendas. Now, we used to do audience agendas way back in the day. We did them different. This is going to be simpler. This is just a homebrew yep. holiday spectacular right. a set of agendas. Do not give us your good, smart Twilight Imperium right. ideas. Those will be rejected outright. Yeah, you'll I'll throw them in the trash. Out. I don't care. Yeah. I don't need to see good ideas. I just want the ones. The The classic old examples are where it's like, honestly, some of the best examples became Prophecy of Kings content, like swapping two tiles on the map and stuff like that. Right. That just became right. Ghost's hero. But uh, right. uh, I would love for you to think even beyond those bounds. Uh, let let really right. stupid things happen, and we will uh, we will allow it because we've, we've got... Uh, hopefully six idiots playing twilight imperium uh yeah i'm gonna do terrible things to them i don't necessarily plan to play that day i hope to be more of a producer role and uh kind of host the action one of my host duties uh will to be your your sean evans for the day i intend for all of our players for every point they earn in the game they will have to eat progressively spicier and spicier wings. Now, at least for them, this will be spread out over the entire day rather than like yeah. eating 10 wings in the span of two hours. You know, it might be six hours. They'll probably be fine. If anything, it kind of makes that eight, ninth, and 10th one a lot worse, <laughs> maybe, because it's like, oh, I don't know, my tongue has recuperated and now I have to do it again, but I will make them do that. So the winning player will eat the spiciest hot sauce I can put in their mouth, but don't worry as they're Sean Evans, I will be following along the way. This is not something I just force upon my friends. I will also be doing it with them. Uh, we will cheers and we will hurt ourselves with spicy. Um, so I, I have two questions. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, you're going to do ca cauliflower as well. Of course. Am I, am I, yeah. Yeah. And uh, second of all, do you have the bomb? 
so I, I don't have to bomb anymore i had to bomb and i threw it away at one point i might get it again i'm i might get it again but i do have oh, i have on. a fridge i have a fridge full of some hot sauces that i could utilize and i just need right. to sort of i need to i need to scope them out and see where my scales are and see if i need to fill any gaps and then probably i need to go ahead and grab myself with the bomb i don't know that might just need to happen tastes I like battery like acid sucks isn't a good time it's a bad thing it's really bad. And the thing is, it was like when we did it. So we, we one year yeah. just went through all of those those uh, hot sauces yep. that they use on that show. Well, well I mean, not, not explicitly those, but sure, we did, sure. we did a, a similar thing. But the thing about Da Bomb is that if we had not eaten Da Bomb, yeah. everything would have been fine. Yeah. Like, it would have. So. I mean, sure. So, like there's a lot of heat in there. Yeah. But once you learn that really the key ingredient of the entire show is yeah. that they just have one hot sauce that is not made for human consumption. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. And is it's spicy. Yeah. But it's not that's not even like it's sort of like if you could drink like snake venom yeah, or yeah. something like right. that. Right. It just feels like you're not supposed to consume it. And then now when I watch that show, uh, Hot Ones. Yeah. Uh, I will. I realized that like, oh, basically they're having a great time and then they eat the bomb and then now they're and they just south. not feeling good. <laughs> and all the wings after it are worse just because the bomb is still on your tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's all it is. If yeah. you take that one out of the equation, actually it's just kind of a nice fun thing yeah. of eating spicy wings. Absolutely. And, yeah. So, I mean, maybe... I mean, if anything, like it doesn't have the Scovilles, by the way, Scoville count is kind of fake past a certain point. It's not, but it is, but it's not, but it is. You'll see the debate go on forever. IBU is the same deal. But bomb should be just the last one. It really should be. It should be the last one. Yeah. Because you can't appreciate any flavor after the de bomb yeah. because it just ruins your palate. Um, um, well, everyone else too, don't worry. Uh, I understand one flaw in this system is that uh, if players are afraid of scoring points, they'll just not do that. I have a fallback plan for that. Yeah, I have methods of making them score. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun stream because it's gonna be. I mean, we haven't had a stream in a while where we have invited you to sort of root against us and and yeah. and kind of be in, indulge in your you know the evil side of your psyche and we are asking you to do that yeah. this you know year. what i think the key is this time what what has happened in the past is we were always playing and when we used to be mean about this when we when we when we let the audience do bad things to us it was us versus the audience and that vibe can only go so far and right. at a certain point it does lead to just the people on camera being like actually just having a bad time past a certain point basically but that's not what we're doing this year now it's the players versus me and that's the yeah. key key yes. difference is yes. i am a villain in the room with them yes. the call is coming from inside the house i just realized with your with your spicy wing rule when people swap supports they have to both yeah. immediately eat yeah. wings yeah it makes it, it makes support swaps not even too because one person might be at six and one person's at three and it's like if we do this swap <laughs> i have to have the bomb you just get to have something nice and tasty i have to yeah. do this other thing <laughs> yeah you'll all get funny. your supports done a asap will be the thing it'll be it'll be that here's what i wish for is for all six of you to like let's all do support swaps right now out the gate first thing no right. points have been scored and we all eat a, a wing together oh <laughs> that sounds really nice let's do it that way maybe i don't know i like that 
yeah anyways look forward to it support to the right uh december 23rd we also i would say this weekend i am uh intending to do a yinsterhood game on saturday uh so awesome. come come hang out while i play probably sar on saturday and then hunter what do you have going on after the holidays one thing i wanted to add to before before we get to this next thing is uh this this week, um, my Lazax homebrew game will be going up on the YouTube. Yeah. Um, it's a really good, uh, as far as the homebrew guild is concerned, we're basically adjourned, I would say, for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, in January, I want to do a second draft of the Lazax homebrew faction. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, so anything anything that y'all want in there that isn't already in there, there were a couple components that I've isolated as like, here are the things that I want to work on. I want to work on the mech. I feel like the commander is weak. Yeah. Um, and but overall, I, I'm pretty pleased with the general idea of it. Um, and there were even some fixes that we came up with in the moment. Uh, Wecker was able to fix the promissory note, which is very, very good. Um, we had a new idea for a um, faction ability uh, that would clean up the wording of their faction tech. Mm-hmm. A lot of interesting developments. Um, but I want to do uh, a second pass on it and then finalize it. A big thing. And this is, I don't know if this is the best place to put this, um, but I just want to throw it out there to the Homebrewers Guild. If any of you want to, I'm going to call it Art Direct, the Lazax faction. If mm-hmm. you are uh, if you are skilled at making things look really pretty and you want to do some custom Lazax art and get credit for it, okay, reach out to me yeah. um, and, and post about it on the Homebrewers Guild because... I am not like I I am very I'm functional, I'm pragmatic when it comes to Photoshop, but what I would like is to get some distinct art uh that can kind of be in whatever style you want um and say this is the final draft of this faction um and get you credited. Uh we can even just put credit on the faction the back of the faction sheet where the lore would go. That was another thing too. I I am not <laughs> I do not want to write lore yeah. for the Lazax faction. So if you got any pitches for yeah. the lore for the back of the faction sheet, get that into me. I will look through it. I, I consider myself kind of editor-in-chief of the <laughs> Homebrewers Guild, but give me your submissions. I will get it in there, and I will make sure that you get credit. Yeah. This is a this is a community project that we're doing. Um, and yeah, I, I want to get the... Uh, the, my first priority with Homebrewers Guild is in January is to finish up this Lazx faction, and I think we're really close, which is kind of crazy for we did one playtest turnaround, but, yeah, yeah. But I I think a lot of the ideas clicked into place like pretty quickly, um, and then after that it'll just be Twilight Imperium Zero Edition yeah. focus for the rest of the year. Cool. Next year. Uh, what else are you doing uh, end of this year? So um, on. I'm gonna say December 30th, which is what I call uh, New Year's Eve Eve. Um, I am going to do something weird all day. Last year, I um, this was more for OGA and less a Space Cats thing. I played a little bit of every single Sega Dreamcast game, um, and I was going to try and do it all in one sitting. I think I got through the H's, yeah, and then I stopped because I'd been streaming for like I don't know, almost <laughs> like twenty hours or something like that. <laughs> I want to do something in that vein. This year, I don't know what it's going to be yet, um, but that would be on December 30th, uh, kind of all day style, like the holiday spectacular. Yeah. I also reserve the right to uh, back out because uh, my buddy Will is going to be visiting me around that time, and he might be 
he might be there that day. Well, I don't know. Then fine. Just have a life. You maybe. Yeah. Maybe you can have a life on uh, around the holidays. I'll uh, try we might not approve to. it. We might approve I will it. Try not to have You are a allowed life, to submit a request to me and I will see if I can approve of your off time. But I no guarantees. It's a lot. It's a busy season, okay? It's, it's a, a busy, busy season. season. For us. <laughs> yeah. It's a busy season. We got a hoot nanny. We got a hoot nanny on our hands. <laughs> oh man, that's true. Is next week the hoot nanny? Oh yeah. dear, everybody, we have to do it again. Uh, it's time for uh, us to correct everyone on what you all think about the factions and to set a new standard. I'm excited for that. Oh my dear goodness. Yeah, keep keep submitting your. Yeah, everybody's been submitting uh, polls for uh, what they think are the tiers, and I will be. <laughs> using that quote unquote uh for, to, for, for uh, quote unquote research yeah sure uh but please go ahead and get your takes in there and let us know what you think about the factions uh and uh hunter and i are still uh, sternly committed to not reading the pre-errata channel we will not l listen to anything you all have to say about uh all of the factions and next week that'll be that'll be your episode Wait, I thought the bit was we say that we're reading it, but in such a way to where you can tell that we're not. Oh, no, yeah, we're definitely reading it. No, we're definitely we're, in there. We're like, it's a lot of important that research. Channel. Yeah. We are, every single thought y'all are having, we are really taking them in. We yeah. are really learning a lot. About this year, Twilight we're going to get it right. You. Yeah, we're learning a lot. We're, we're going to do it the right way. And this is going to be like a scientifically done uh, faction hootenanny. What I would encourage you to do is to sit down, take stock of your whole life. And then enter the pre-errata channel and type out your manifesto. Mm -hmm. I'm talking pages. Mm -hmm. I'm talking paragraphs. Yeah. And we are going to take all of that in yeah. and grow. Our craniums are going to expand because you are so smart, bud. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You guys are so smart. Y'all like, are so smart. Thank you for all of your smartness that you just, like, bestow upon us. And you, you give us you give us this gift of genius. Every week, and you know, it, it, it just matters a lot to me. I don't. This joke is almost getting too too uh, <laughs> mean at this point now. I don't know. Nope, I don't know how much. Not to me. Not to me. <laughs> <laughs>Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>